Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast, episode 199. We're closing in on, on episode 200. And today's episode is with a really incredible guest. He's one of the, you could say, um, rugby league hard men back when, you know, tackles were shoulder charges and all that sort of stuff. His name is Danny Nutley. Thank you very much for joining me today, Danny. And how's your week been so far? No, it's been great, mate. It's been really good. It's it's as hot as hell up here in Queensland. It's um very humid at the moment, but um no, nah, it's good. Good time of year. That's yeah. nice. Whereabouts in in Queensland? Like down in Brizzy or like far north sort of thing? Sunny coast, mate. Very nice. Sun, very sun, nice. Sunny coast. Yeah. Cool. Um, obviously, every um, sporting journey and or career starts at the grassroots. So my first question is always, what is your earliest memory of rugby league? Earliest memory of rugby league was the Redcliffe Dolphins. Um, I was a junior there from under 13s, played right through to first grade. Um, great memories of the club, great mates growing up. Uh, a lot of uh, the blokes I played with at Redcliffe went on to play in the NRL and for Australia and that. So, yeah, re- That's really awesome. good. And, yeah, and then they were always going to be in the NRL. They just oh, had this drive for it, you know. And, Absolutely. um Yeah. No, that's awesome. My mum, she's uh, raised in Clontarf and always watched the Redcliffe Dolphins games. She always said as soon as the Broncos came in and more or less, let's be honest, destroyed any other team's chances for a while. She was like, until the Dolphins are in the NRL, I'm not watching it. I'll only watch Origin. Um, And now they're in the NRL. So she watched every game she could last year and going to do the same this year. So my next question is, obviously being a Dolphins junior yourself, what was it like to now sit back as a retired player and see the Dolphins, you know, have their first season in the NRL? Mate, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I went to a a few of their games as well. It It was just, it's funny seeing the... Dolphin emblem out there on the field. It was it was pretty cool. I went uh, was lucky enough to go to the first game as well. Yeah, against, against the Broncos. The oh, the one against uh, the Broncos. Uh, the one against the Broncos at Suncorp. Sorry. Yeah, and it was it was amazing. Yeah. Just the atmosphere. Eh? Just the the boys did well. Yeah. Oh, was it the Broncos Roosters? Not Broncos, sorry. Uh, Dolphins Roosters round one game, mate. It was that game with those tickets sold like hotcakes. It was it was a game. Like it was a it was so incredible to watch. Um, and also their form early in the year as well, leading into it was the Broncos Dolphins. Both teams were three in a row. Only one could do it. And um, in Brisbane, it, it's honestly I love it. It's the gives me goosebumps because I'm a Broncos fan myself, born in Brizzy. Mum's a Dolphins fan, so as soon as they come back in the league, <laughs> it was like radio. Let's Let's go. Yeah, uh, right. All right, but this yeah, podcast no. is not about me. It's about yourself. Continue with what you yeah. were saying. Sorry. No, um, it was just really good. Like, I, I still remember the days when we are at Colts and uh-huh. they come, Terry, uh, T- Terry Webb's dad, Des Webb, come and seen us all at training and said, listen, boys, we mightn't be able to look after you this year because we used to get a little bit of money on the side. Yeah. But, um he he said we mightn't be able to do anything this year. It's um we're we're struggling a bit with the club, but we've got these things called poker machines that we're going to put in. We'll give them a go, and we'll just see. We in twelve months we might be able to pay, so or in twelve months we'll be dead, and the the rest is history. You know, and and definitely one of and the best all of them guys. Yeah, all of them guys at the top at Redcliffe always had that drive to get to 
the club into the NRL, and yep. it was such a good moment when you when they announced that they were going in. It was just brilliant. A lot of hard That's... work they've they've done for a lot of years, not just. Yeah, you know, decades, decades of work and goals um, right. culminating into last year and the year before getting the bid approved and then, you know, last season. 100%, yeah. Yeah, some yeah, long-term people that have been there in that club for a long time and a lot of good supporters there that have stuck with them and they were still seeing some of them at the game at Suncorp. It was, it was funny seeing them there, but yeah, it was really good. That's awesome to hear. And you got your first grade start, as in first grade re NSWRL, NRL, ARL, etc. Not with the Dolphins though, um, but with a now defunct club, the South Queensland Crushers. What was the um, like? What was the decision to move from Dolphins through to the the Crushers? And also, what was it like getting your first taste of you know top tier professional rugby league? Well, um, the coach that year of the Crushers um, was Steve Bleakley, and he was my Colts coach at Redcliffe, and he okay. got me across. Um, I had a really good year in first grade for Redcliffe the year before in 1996. Um, uh, yeah, and then he he just asked me if I'd come across and play a year at the Crushers. Do you want a chance? And I, I took it with two hands, you know. I just ran with it, you know. Well, and, funny, um, sorry, continue. Yeah. Go ahead with all you say. I'm just going to unblur my background for a second because I'm going to show yeah. you something that I've got in, in the background. One second. I've got a got South Queensland Crushers poster right there. <laughs> right. From back in the That's 90s, gifted right. to me by Brett Horsnell. Oh, yeah, the horse, yeah. Yep. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. continue your story. I just thought I'd show you that because not a lot of people have South Queensland Crushers yeah. stuff and it's, I, I no, love it's, the Crushers they're very Queensland rare. Rugby League. The jerseys are very rare too. Oh, they're come across. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and I he gave me a chance and I went there and it's, it was next level compared to the Brisbane comp at that point in time. And Like chalk and cheese I sort did, of thing? Yeah, chalk and cheese. I didn't have the best year that year. I, I got suspended a couple of times and I was the bad boy of rugby league. I remember reading one of the headings and I was just like, <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed it, um, the year. And um, after that, I went over to Warrington. And, uh, that's um, literally my next question is, what was it like, first of all, going from, you know, your first year in the NRL, at, well, ARL, et cetera, at the time as, as a youngster, yeah. impressionable, and then going all the way over to the other side of the world and playing professional rugby league in a totally different climate, totally different people, et cetera? Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing, like, how it ha- actually happened because yep. Daryl Vandervelt, he was at the Crushers um, before I got the year before I got there, and he he had left to go and go overseas. Anyway, him and Chicken Bleak, Steve Bleakley, he, they were talking, um, and he rang me and just said, "Oh, would you be interested in coming to England?" And I thought, "Yeah, you know was what?" Was Bleakley heading over there too? No, he wasn't. No, Chicken. Um, he he did, was undecided at the time. I remember talking to him, and he didn't know what he was doing at the time uh, after that year. But um, yeah, it was literally um, we had Mad Monday, and then um, on the Tuesday I was Tuesday, yeah, the Tuesday I was back at work at my mum and dad's bakery at Lawton. Yeah, and wow. the phone the phone rang, and it was Daryl Vandervelt from overseas, and he goes. Hey mate, would you be interested in coming over to Warrington? And I just 
and I'd spoken to a lot of the boys from Redcliffe, uh, the senior players, and they'd, they'd gone over there and played over there, and they said it's a really good experience. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go over there and have a, give it a go. Uh, went over there. Um, I actually signed... Daryl spoke to me on the Tuesday, signed the contract, and it was back in the days where it was the old fax machine. Yep. So yep. we were faxing back and forth from the UK. I signed on the Wednesday and I was on the plane on the Saturday. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty and- cool. And I, I, I still remember sitting, it was Sunday morning, England time, and I still remember sitting in the house that they give me and I was just looking at the window going, what the hell have I done? <laughs> Like, jeez, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was dark. It was like midnight. And I was just like, what's happening here? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, freezing wow. cold. Yeah, wow. Wow. So. Well, I mean, you you ended up making a mark or an impact in the game over there because you ended up playing over 100, like, first-grade games over there for Warrington. Um, so you could definitely say you were a fan favourite and or a club favourite in general. Um, you then got the chance to come back to Australia and play with the Sharks. How did that, first of all, opportunity come about? And um, was there any other interest from other clubs? Um, there wasn't. At, that, at the, that point in time, there was no, no interest from any other clubs. It was just um, me and Tawira Nikau. I told her Nikau. They yep. pronounced it. Sorry. Um, was sitting down and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I wouldn't mind going As back. As in said that or someone else? Yeah, me and Tawada were having a coffee yep. one day and he goes, oh, what do you want to do? And I said, I wouldn't mind going back and yep. having a crack. And he goes, well, um, I know Chris Anderson might be looking for some players who's just signed with Bernard. Yep. And I went, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it was a similar way it happened. Just a casual combo with, with Tawada. I just think, yeah, combo. that'd be an all right idea. Yeah, week later I'm going back to Cronulla. So I was on with Cronulla and go back. Faxing and with faxing back and forth. I think the emails were back in, were oh, okay. in by then. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I got a chance there, and I just knew straight away. So the minute I met Oates, Chris Anderson, I just I just knew I was we were going to be good mates and get on well, yeah. you know. And he basically just said to me, he said, "Mate, I just, all I want you to do is bust your ass." And have a go. That's all I, I mean, want to do. And I, that's yeah. exactly everything you did in every match that I, as a youngster, remember watching you do was all I could do was just fixate on watching Danny Nutley on the TV because I didn't care about the about the back line or just Danny Nutley would just run it hard and run it straight like Shane Webke of the Sharks, basically. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was a great um, going there for that that first couple of years was just like a whirlwind, you know. No, it just went so fast, you know. Well, absolutely, you ended up back in the UK at Castleford of all of all teams. How did that yeah. option come about? It, it, or am I wrong in assuming that you did go to Castleford? Uh no, yeah, I um, it was two thousand and five. It was the end of two thousand and five, and I just thought to myself, you know, I'd just try and make some money out of it. The last couple of years in my footy career to go over there, and it didn't work out the way I wanted. Um, and end up back in Australia again. So, yeah. yeah, and you signed with the Roosters, which um, one of the most recent things on Fox League at the moment is a match of the year sort of thing. Um, they're doing one each year from like the early 90s right through to now, um, like Fox League's um, opinion of what the match of the year was. And 2007 was the Roosters. I can't remember against which club. I do have it written down somewhere. The Warriors. Um, 
that's the one. Yeah, it was the Warriors. Um, do you remember that game? And if so, t- uh, tell us all about it. Uh, the Roosters and the Warriors, it was 32 all. It yep. was, and it went into extra time and it, and no one extra it was time wasn't, wasn't enough. Yeah, it was, and it ended up being thirty-two all. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one of the best games I've ever played in. It was there was a half decent crowd at the Sydney Footy Stadium that that day. I still remember it was a Sunday afternoon. Oh, um, Sunday afternoon footy in Sydney. It was, wow. Yeah, it, it was just brilliant. Um, yeah, it was just to and fro, to and fro, and they, we just couldn't. Um, Either side just couldn't win. It, it was just a great game. Yeah, it's it honestly a- absolutely the best match of 2007, other than my beloved Broncos beating the Knights 71 to six. That was a great moment. <laughs> a uh, um, also, speaking of growing up um, and and loving footy, what team did you follow? Like support growing up as a kid? So I always it was more the Brisbane League. For me okay, then. the BRL. Okay, what team did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I I used to uh, follow brothers yep. a little bit. Yeah, and I used to go to the grand finals each year. Oh, and that was grand the whole finals are, stadium. Those yeah. grand finals are so legendary. I've heard stories that would make a Queensland State of Origin fight look tame. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. Like, and in in the crowd and on the footy yeah. field, it was just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Throwing cans at each other, yeah. Wow. No, it was that was the the days of when I grew up watching league. They're the days I remember and going to the old Lang Park and watching the grand finals and that. I used to love it. Like all the finals, we used to go to most of the finals. To get in, but you'd always make sure you go to the grand final. Yeah, always go to the grand final. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, one more final question about your career, then we'll get into other sort of questions. Um, obviously, yeah. your time at the wrist has ended and you finished up your career kind of full circle moment with the Sharks. Uh, yeah. At what point did the Sharks sort of come knocking again, like, hey, do you want to come back? And also, at what point did you realise, you know what, this is going to be my last season? Well, I, yeah, I sort of made the decision uh, early on and Freddie was awesome. He he just said to me, he said, mate, listen, this is what I'm doing. And I said, mate, um, I'm going to put you back into reserve ground. And I said, oh, mate, I, I'm, I've done what I want to do in this game. If, if you're going to do that, like, I'll just move aside and let some young kid have a go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we had that conversation. And then the next day, I was on Ricky Stewart rang and then I was back at Cronulla. I was literally back at Cronulla the next day. Like wow. um, but 20, 24 hours, I was wearing a Roosters training kit, and then the next day I'm wearing a Sharks training kit. Wow. And funny, it has it, we played the Roosters that weekend as well. No, you, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and what did um, Freddie say to we that? Ended, we, ended up beat him. we we beat We beat him at, at Shark Park. We beat the Roosters mm-hmm. at Shark Park that night. And yeah, and I remember my son, Um, he's a mad Roosters supporter, still is. Um, my eldest son, and um, yep. he cried his eyes out. <laughs> he couldn't Dad believe just beat the Roosters. Dad just beat me team, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, credit yeah. with him, like for him to still be a Roosters fan after all the clubs you played for. Um, yeah. Just before we get into the you know um, retirement sort of questions, Queensland called you up in two thousand and five. The the pinnacle honour for anyone that grew up in Queensland or grew up supporting Queensland as a state of origin fan. First of all, what did that mean to you and, you know, to pull on the, the maroon and white jersey? 
Oh, it was amazing. It's the uh, one of the best games um, I've been involved in still to this day. Even though we we lost, I just yeah, just the atmosphere. The whole week was just amazing, you know. Yeah. And I remember um, the first phone call I got um, after I'd been told was from Mark Coyne. Yeah. And I remember him um, calling me and going, nuts, whatever you do, just enjoy the week and just take it slow and enjoy the whole week. And and I, I purposely made sure I did that and I, and I enjoyed it. And it was just I had the best time. I was back at, with me and Thorny were rooming together. We hadn't seen each other for years and it was just good, you know, good, uh, good little atmosphere in the whole camp, you know, it was awesome. That's amazing to hear. Now, obviously, there's some retirement sort of questions that I'd love to get your um, spin on. First of all, how was the transition, like the first 18 months after playing retirement? Like, how did that go for you? Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, actually. Um, it was was not so much missing the footy side of things. It was more the mates, all your yeah. mates around you, you know. Um, that was the hardest bit I dealt with after football. And it, I went into a business um, and, yeah, it was just like you should never go into business with friends sort of thing. And gotcha. um, it did it end up going pear-shaped after about 18 months. Oh, wow. Um, and then I ended up going into the mining industry and um, – yeah, and, and end up spending the next 15 years in the mining industry. So, yeah, um, it, and it was, you know, I, I'm a true believer of things happen for a reason in your life, and that was just one of them things. And, yeah, it was a tough time, but it's made me a better person now, I reckon. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Absolutely. Everything does happen for a reason, whether it's learning, whether it's a learning curve experience, whether it's positive, etc. It's yeah. always absolutely everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah. Obviously, another question I like to ask players that are retired is: Do you watch much NRL since retiring? I do. I do watch it. Um, Mainly, the, not, the Dolphins I'm not. Last I'm, year. Not, I'm not. I don't watch every single game every day, but I'll, I'll sit at least watch two games a weekend. Yeah, and obviously yeah. last year you, you made sure one of them was the Dolphins games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went to a few of the Dolphins games. Yeah. It was a bit of a shame that Broncos got beaten in the final too, you know. It I was following them, hoping Kevy would get them over the line. So. Well, for all intents and purposes, they were over the line. They just started playing defensive too early, yeah. in my opinion. Again, I'm yeah. not a professional footy player, but you would have seen that they started playing defensive, I reckon, about five to ten minutes too early. Yeah, they put the cue in the rack a bit early. Yeah. yeah, well, luckily, though, that weekend, it wasn't a total loss for me because I'm a Collingwood fan in the AFL. So oh, Collingwood got go. the grand final win the day before and then the Broncos shit the bed. I, w- yeah. I would hate to be a Brisbane Lions and Brisbane Broncos fan that weekend. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't the, good, eh? No, nah, they're calling it the... I think I read it somewhere, the Great Brisbane Choke of 2023 because both teams uh, had the lead at some point in the game and then both lost collectively by six points total. Yeah, it's amazing, like, eh? That, like, you wouldn't dream about that. No, nah, you wouldn't. You couldn't yeah. script it, as they say. Your feet deserve a break, guys, and what better way to treat them right than with a new pair of thongs? And, guys, Toey Thongs has you covered. No word of an actual lie. These thongs are the comfiest pairs I've ever ever owned straight out of the package soft as heck you know they come in single plugger and double double plugger i'm currently rocking the single pluggers um yeah guys for just 30 dollars per solo pair 
and the more you buy, the cheaper they get. And who doesn't love cheap thongs, you know? They also offer a monthly subscription to receive a pair every month for six months. So if you're a thong fiend or just need a new pair, be sure to head to toeythongs.com. Use our code LIFEINSPORT15 for 15% off at checkout. Now, we yeah. do have a quick five or a quick fire question section brought to you by yeah. our, one of our sponsors, Toey Thongs. Um, yeah. And this is just rapid fire. Answer it as quick as you think about it sort of thing. First question, yeah. Apple or Android? Apple. Absolutely. How do you like your steak? Medium rare. Yes. What is your favourite movie of all time? Favourite movie of all time is... Uh, oh. Uh, the Green Mile. That's a great film. Um, I've got one. I've got two more questions. This one's kind of quick fire, but it's going to be interesting because you've got a Byron Bay brewing hat and a stone and wood shirt. Question <laughs> is, what's your drink of choice? Drink of choice is yep. um, I, I like craft beers. I, I like trying. I love craft beers craft too. Beers. Yeah, yep. like just IPAs, XPAs, yeah. stouts. IPAs, XPAs are my favourite. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that makes sense why you got the stone and wood. I love that too. So honestly, I could get around a nice IPA. Um, yeah. And obviously the final question for the quick five is thongs or crocs? Thongs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now we've got some final questions sort of thing to um, about your playing time and then some retrospective sort of questions. First of all, who was the biggest yeah. pest you played with? Played with Chris Beatty. And who was the biggest pest you played against? Um, against uh, would be uh, Riddell. Yeah, Piggy Riddell. I've heard about. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, what are three life lessons you've learned that you wish you knew, like back in the day when you were younger? Be patient. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. Listen to the elders. Yep. And. Or the other life lesson. Um, no, actually, that's a tough one. Three. Maybe, yeah. Um, put 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 a bit more money away when you're younger, and don't throw it over the bar. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, two final questions. Looking back on your career, what's your proudest achievement? Proudest achievement, state of origin. Yeah, yep. goes without saying. I I think some Queenslanders, even if they made Australia, would say Queensland is their higher is like higher up than Australia somehow. Um, and I it's the best football them. in the world, isn't it? It's it, when it you really when you is. look at it. Yeah. Mm. it. It really is. And my final question is, what's next for Danny Nutley? What's next? Next, I'm um, just going into support work actually, and I okay. with and and I'm doing NDI, starting to do NDIS stuff. So it's something I really that? do. I love. I, I really love. When I was in mining, I, I did a lot of people leadership stuff, and um, I love um, that side of things is helping people out, and and with the NDIS stuff, it's pretty rewarding, eh? It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's, um, that's next for me. No, that's honestly awesome. Um, you know what? Let's go the really early crow. Final question, and it's yeah. who do you think takes out the grand final win for this year in 2024? 
Dark Horse is mm. the Gold Coast Titans. You reckon? Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's my Dark Horse. But I think Brisbane, the way they played last year, they're going to be a lot more experienced. You know, they're going to have a lot they're of... Gonna... They're going to be a like Penrith in 2021. After, because, yeah. yeah. I, I've got that sense because as well, yeah. how they got beaten yeah, in exactly. the grand final. I just think they're going to have a lot of, lot of burning desire in them. And, and they to, will have learned from it. Absolutely agreed. Like similar to how Penrith were in 2020 against the Storm, they then went on to obviously win three grand finals in a row. I'm not saying Broncos will do that, but I definitely think taking my Broncos bias away from it, I think if Penrith don't win it, the Broncos definitely will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do have one more question. Why do you think the Titans are a, are a dark horse? I just I know the way Desi works, and yeah. I, I he's a very very good coach, and he I think he just might the only thing I that'll hold him back he just mightn't have the cattle this year until they make some more signings next year okay. um, to get there. But um, I just. I think they'll be very consistent this year with Desi. Um, A lot more consistent than they have been over in the last few few years. Yeah, well, I mean, look at what he did when he went from Manly to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, two grand final appearances at least in as many years, basically. And they were awful for a while before that. Then he goes back to Manly and gets them in finals. So, you know, it goes without saying that maybe we could see the Titans in finals at least. Yeah, yeah, I... I 100% reckon they'll be in the finals. It's just whether they get to that last day. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Fair enough. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Danny, for your time. I very no much worries. appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome podcast too, mate.